discourse about coming out um, and I have here my guest introduce yourself <laughs> I'm Zeha I'm 21 I'm a non-binary educator I'm a queer educator actually yeah yeah and I am Sophia um, a non-binary artist slash roller skater slash law student <laughs> <laughs> Remix! And yeah, I, I haven't actually updated my podcast or like a lot of people that I am taking law right now. But yeah, mm. that's the update. Mm. So, what are the three things or top three things that you are grateful for recently? Mm. I'm grateful for this space. Yeah. I recently moved out maybe a few months back. Um, yeah, I'm grateful for the space. I'm grateful for the work I'm doing with kids right now. Um, recently, I mean, it's small matter, but my kids have been into cookery, so we've been doing a lot of cooking with them, and it's just exciting because it's like a new skill for them and also a new skill for me to actually teach them how to cook. And the third thing that I'm grateful for, what am I grateful for, bitch? Let me think. I'm grateful for bus. So bus is my therapy and then like we cut like in swimming. <laughs> okay. um, bus is like a grouchy therapy and I have. It's about two years old, I think. Yeah, he's my new roommate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also grateful for your space oh. because um, it is so cozy and we can be really free. Um, yeah, and I can come here to hang and do whatever I want, actually. Um, second thing I'm grateful for is, um, hmm, honestly, roller skating again, and, and the communities and friends that I've made through that. Um, and I'm grateful for you. Ha ha ha! Yeah! Um, for always having like honest conversations and uh <laughs> and stupid ones like nonsensical yep. um, world building <laughs> conversations fan fiction fan <laughs> fiction type <laughs> things in real life yeah but yeah okay i want to talk about coming out mm. and how i've actually not come out mm. um basically i think that uh, like you owe no one an explanation of your ex like of your gender identity mm -hmm. or sexuality mm -hmm. or however you like to express yourself mm -hmm. if you're queer or not mm -hmm. um, yeah and and from that I haven't come out to people mm -hmm. and I only bring it up in conversations if I feel safe, uh, or if it's necessary, mm. and or if I choose to do the the laborious task of educating people, mm. um, and the fact that 
all of us who are not PhD people or or masters, or people who are taking masters in mm. like gender studies, don't need to explain or educate people mm. about yourself yeah. or whoever you are. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, um, I feel like I'm at a place in my past. I mean, when I was a bit younger, maybe now I'm 21, right? So really, when I'm talking about younger, I'm talking about teen, teenage me and even like preteen me. Um, I guess there was a... Uh, well, rather than the pressure to come out, there was like this urge to want to be validated or affirmed, of course, for your identity. And I mean, now that I'm a bit older, I feel like I don't need to come out because regardless, I'm owning my truth. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing that I'm coming out of. Yeah, exactly. For me, it has always been me. And I mean, if you know me long enough, you know me, then there's no need to come out. You Things, aside from identity, always unravels itself when you get to know each other. So yeah. I don't think there's a need to come out. Especially when it comes to like the discussion of safety yeah. and stuff. So for me, I work in a preschool and um, in Singapore it's hard to get hired if you're a queer person or if you explicitly state that you're queer. So most of us just don't. Um, but for me, I feel like um, even though I, I own my truth or I own my truth, I do owe my children the truth. Yeah. Which is two separate things, I think, because um, my children need to know that the people that are around them, you know, like me, people like me exist. And not only they exist, they're in proximity with you, they love you, they take care of you, and it shouldn't change any perception you have of them. So, um, when my kids right now, they're not at that phase yet, but... For when I was in intern, I was interning and everything. When I was back a student, I was student back then. Sorry, I'm a bit drunk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I was under and I was attached to an N2 class. Uh, so they're about three to four years old, and they're in the phase where they're asking you, are you a boy or girl, and how you dress or how you appear will incite these kind of responses. Cause they're like. Because I chop off my hair. Because they saw me with long hair and then I chop off my hair. And then I came to school and it's really, really short. And they were like, they say, are you a girl or a boy? Which I find very interesting because like, they ask this every single time. So it's not um even if you give them an answer, mm. it's not a fixated answer. Mm. And that was, to me, the essence of being gender fluid, yeah. you know. And the children unknowingly kind of affirmed that um, for me. So... Of course, when I first started, I was like, oh, I'm a girl. Um, but there's no, like, you know, there's no way of telling whether someone's a girl or not. But as I go, I grew with them and I became more comfortable with them. And I realized that this is an everyday question that they ask. I was just like, one day I try, I was just like, switch up. Ah. And I say, I'm not a boy, I'm not a girl, I'm teacher Zeha. And that kind of made me feel like, mm. Mm. you know. And I didn't know, I don't, obviously, I don't know what they're thinking. But the children were like, so the first question they asked me were, so 
which toilet you go to? Which is a smart question to ask. And I mean, in our center, we only have one toilet for adults. So I'll just say, I'll go to the adult toilet. <laughs> yeah. and, and then they're like, oh. And then it became a casual thing of them just asking me whether I'm a boy or a girl. And then usually the same answer, which is, I mean, teacher say, how does it really matter? Mm. And, uh, and then, then there'll be like certain conversations or gender identifiers that are being raised up by them. They were like, oh, but you have short hair. Yeah. And then I'm like, but Jessine also has short hair and she's a girl, yeah. right? And then it, it brings about, with children, it, I learned to water down or simplify gender. And in that, I realized that things are not as complex as they are. Because mm. children are just like, oh, okay. And then we, we move on. So for me, I guess the only people I come out to is my kids. But not really coming out. I'm just, you, I'm just sharing my life with them. And as much as they share their life with me. So... I feel like me, aside from like gender and stuff, I share things like I skate, I tell them I skate or I paint, I tell them like, oh, I have friends that, you know, do art and stuff. So, um, for them, me being queer is just another information that makes up that image of who I am yeah. as an educator. And it's just like, oh, it's in the same level of importance of how much I like Peppa Pig. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, because I'm like, oh, uh, as long as you like Peppa Pig, you're like an our ally. So, okay. <laughs> so, we're good. So, yeah, being with, around kids made me realize a lot about um, how I don't really have to come out, but yeah. conversations that highlight who I am or any other queer people is an important conversation for them because they may not be queer, but they are aware now that the people around them are queer and you may not even know and, yeah. and that's okay and I mean most straight people have to come out right? yeah. so and I I totally agree that like I think I'm in a place where I'm comfortable with myself enough and my identity as of now I mean in the future it can totally change mm-hmm. um, or uh, progress but um, I I let people know me for who I am mm. without needing to explain my sexuality mm. um, unless it comes to a point of them uh, bringing up the conversation mm. and uh, especially if they are cis and straight and like completely do not understand mm. um, queer identities then Sometimes, when I choose to, then I will bring it up and I will also explain myself. Mm. Although, I only do it usually like one-on-one when I feel most safe, even if they are racist or homophobic. Um, And the only reason why I'm in spaces with people like that is of course because of like institutions or work or um, places where we don't choose who to be around us, right? So, um, yeah, and I I prefer not to explain myself. And Mm. I think, um, and I think why, especially straight men are afraid of gay men is that they also receive the male gaze Mm. from the gay men Mm. and that um, 
I explained to one of my acquaintances that um, that that's the male gaze we always receive as fan presenting people or mm. as women um, from from men. You know the objectification and and mm. the discomfort we feel from that attraction or that objectification from um, those people and I think that's what the uh, straight men cis straight men like uh, like this like feeling mm. that they could be objectified from mm. another man mm. and possibly be stronger and strong enough to fight them <laughs> mm. um, physically right and I, I, yeah, I, I think that is why. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't talking about this because I just recall uh, educating straight mm. men mm. <laughs> mainly. Mm. Yeah. I have always, mm, I got, I guess, I used to educate or like. <laughs> Educate adults, <laughs> but it's fucking annoying. Yeah. Cause, um, the thing is, I mean, obviously there's a percentage that genuinely wants to know, but if you want to know, you should do your own research. Because in my head, I'm like, listen, I had to do research on my identity, to understand my identity, and then to kind of accept my identity, yeah, and to own it. That's fucking laborious for me. So you only literally had to do kind of like one step. Yeah. <laughs> of like the four steps I had to do. So that's one thing why I kind of just like don't even acknowledge <laughs> or like entertain the idea of trying to educate people anymore. In fact, nowadays I present things matter of fact. And then yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. no explanation. No explanation. <laughs> and, and I think also because large part of my everyday is educating so by the time I get home I just want chaos I want chaos <laughs> I just want nothing to explain to people and I feel like um, I don't know I think when it comes to my discussions with like grown-ups and I'm, I'm talking about you know people around our age and above and you know, basically not kids. Um, there's always this mingling feeling in my mind where it's like, are you trying to understand me or are you trying to win a debate? Because um, some of the way that the question kind of like pushes me to kind of validify myself. Mm. But the thing is, my identity is not to be debated for. It's a statement. It's a fact. It's yeah. the truth. And it's not an opinion debatable topic you know it is there's a point blank to it and you know read the room um so for me it's always a question of i know i, I kind of had these parameters of like okay i know when you're trying to hold a discussion in me to win mm. and in fact you come into this discussion wanting to prove that i'm wrong and so it's not a discussion anymore. Yeah. It's just a useless fight. So I don't really engage. Yeah. And I think that's part of my self-preservation. Uh. And yeah. I don't know. I think that like coming, going back to the topic of coming out then, um, me not coming out is self-preservation. And 
I know like a lot of you know, it's empowering for a lot of people to come out and tell the people around them the truth about them. Um and good on you, I guess. But for me every time I think about coming out I feel like there's a lot more that I'm losing than I'm holding. Mm. And I already know what the outcome will be. So or rather I can I'm not willing to take a chance to see whether this outcome is not even going to be the outcome I predicted. So I just don't consider it because come on, I'm from my Muslim households, yeah. In fact, if you think about it <laughs> I'm more scared of coming out as ex Muslim than I am of being queer. Honestly yet like if I'm driven into a corner where to decide whether I should confess for being queer or ex Muslim. I was like girl like about like I'm I'm praising the Lord. I'm praising our Lord But like for me yeah, that, that comes into like the, you know, the complexity or the intersectionality of, of how controversial my identity is. Mm. And so for me, I always lump it together into like things that I would never tell my family or the people I love. Because um, I feel like with my family, I, I mean, it's n- not even an option to tell them anything. Um, I'm, I'm good with what we have. Mm. And... I if I feel like our my identity is going to fray that, it's it's going to ruin our relationship. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, no, but you don't have to filter these kind of people out. You know, like it's a very extreme polar ends of like whether they accept you or you reject them. Yeah, kind of thing. And for me, um, I can't do that because um, I love my family, despite or in spite of whatever beliefs they stand for unfortunately it's very hard because for me I have a very complex relationship with my family because I mean I I grew up with external family taking care of me because my dad passed on when I was very very young so for me I feel like they're taking care of me and they don't have to yeah yeah I mean a lot of people like you know um like parents oh they have to take care of you you kind of have to like and but then you don't owe them anything right but for me, with family that actually don't really have to take care of me, I do feel like there's a there's an exchange of like they have compassion for me to a certain degree, mm. and thus I'm extending my compassion to them. And if it gets to a point, I guess for me right now, not coming out is a preservation, and not coming out doesn't really lessen the affirmation I have to myself about how queer I am. I'm okay with it, you know, because I'm at peace with that, because I see, because, okay, back then, maybe when I was 18 or so, when I was so eager to kind of like reinforce my identity to everyone around me and get everyone to, to call me by my pronouns and stuff, which is very important things, of course, it's like respect, indicator of respect and stuff, I realized that um, a lot of this determination to get people around me to affirm me is a lot to do with anger mm. and me wanting to be angry because you know I want respect yeah. but for me I guess when I got into work I think that's a different playing field because these are people I don't really kind of need in my life yeah. but I kind of have to bear with and so it gets to a point where I'm like okay I can't out myself at work because it's an expense of money 
and I need money to survive and to be queer, you know. Um, but I also cannot, I cannot out myself, but I cannot also be angry at them all the time. That's not going to be sustainable for me. So I guess maybe from last year onwards, I tried to realign my relationship with my queerness and the relationship of my queerness to like external validation or affirmation. And I began to a point that a lot of people are like, oh, you must assert yourself because you love yourself and you protect yourself. And so you tell them the pronouns you want to be caught by and insist on it. But for me, I can't do that at work because that it will just bring up a lot of mess that I don't want to deal with and I can't afford to deal with. So, um, I come to a point where I'm like, um, because I love myself and because I am affirming myself, I have to protect myself. And to protect myself, I have to kind of be in the closet. So, I'm good with that. The closet is pretty comfy, I'm telling you. <laughs> like, it's good. I'm not, I'm not in a place where, um, I guess it helps me a lot on my dysphoria as well lah because before that I relied a lot on like people calling me by the right pronouns yes. and not gendering me to kind of fit or I not fit but like to dispel away the gender dysphoria but yeah. nowadays I really get dysphoria because I kind of come to a consensus in myself that um, the things or uh, who I am is not affected by the people around me mm-hmm. and it's still a work in progress, but and that's mainly how I kind of like navigate through my queerness. So yeah, like if you know, you know. You don't know, you don't know. Yeah. And it doesn't bother me because I know. Yeah. And that's all that matters. I'm pretty narcissistic nowadays. That's good. <laughs> no, really. The narcissism is like ah, we yeah. we should do this again. Not when coming out, but maybe when we are more sober, we do something else related to pride. No, I, I like this. Aww. It's good, and I think uh, the the conversations you brought up of like self preservation and and family and how we thankfully we at a place where we feel validated enough within mm. ourselves to not need uh, external validation or to mm. explain ourselves to other people. Because having, I guess when we were younger and mm. I think even as recently as like last year or last two years, mm. there's a lot of anger within the community to like enforce mm. uh, our identities onto other people and have them understand us. Mm. But if, I don't, if you don't understand and you don't accept and uh, and just and that just means that mm. they don't even they're not even ready to be in your life so yeah. don't explain yourself you know yeah. um, unless they are curious and want to know more about mm. you mm. then let them ask and mm. if you do want to educate then you educate if mm. not then don't you know mm. like it's just a simple Google and I have met a few people also from this year actually where I just like they ask me what's my sexuality and then I tell them and then they're like oh I just did a a, a google search about it like you're mm-hmm. so cool and I'm like okay thanks like thank you for doing the work doing the work as a cis straight person male or female oh, mm-hmm. sorry woman man non-binary you mm-hmm. think 
could be boring understand so mm. um in relation to my family mm. um my brother and sister knows uh mm. and doesn't and if my parents are around like it don't mean that i won't have conversations about mm. uh, queerness or mm. uh, sexuality mm. um and i'm not holding it back but if my parents ask then i'll tell them but I don't need to. <laughs> I don't yeah. feel like I want to explain uh, at any point of time mm. to like actually come out, come out. Because mm. like, I don't need to come out. I am who I am and I um, I will be who I be. Mm. And it's my truth. And, mm. and I think, uh, and to just reinforce this to all my queers out there, however you identify, um, you don't need to explain yourself to people mm. and don't explain your expression, your uh, gender expression, your queerness to other people. Mm. Um, because you are validated in yourself mm. and that um, having others invalidate you sucks but you don't need to take their opinion to your account um just uh yeah i think i think but also at the same time i kind of want to hold space for people who find affirmation in coming out um i think that's really brave um especially if you know that coming out will result in like something that you're losing rather than gaining i think that i also want to honor like you know um getting your affirmation from coming out also. Because yeah. we talked yeah, a lot yeah. about, you know, self self internalizing that validation without coming out. But yeah. I also can recognize and understand why coming out is affirming to yourself. Because I guess coming out can also not coming out has a purpose of not only getting people to accept you or understand you and know who you are, but it's also for you to actually voice out yeah. at the same time. Or like say it out loud in front of the people that matters to you because it's real. When we say it out loud makes it more real for you. And I just want to honor that too. Because yeah. coming out can be important. We but it should you. not be the the indicator of whether you're queer enough or not. Yes. That's it. If you're here to find out whatever our sexuality is, you won't. If you're attracted, just say and just ask lah. Then no, we'll tell you. No need. I don't want. <laughs> Do not perceive me. I am really an IMBU character. I'm not real. I'm just a delusion. I'm a fantasy and I'm better to be known as a concept. So don't hit me up. <laughs> okay. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.